welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Super Producer Ian Stimson and Quiz Wizard Chuck Bailey. I did the backwards order there. Sorry about that. How you boys doing? Three games. Three teams. Three wins. <laughs> it's probably genuinely the third time in the history of this podcast that on the same game week, all three of our teams is have actually won. Is it really won. only the third? That's sad. Almost <laughs> certainly. It's it's many bad. Many, many bad. So joyous givings of tidings and joy to one and all. Christmas is 12 days away. Let's fucking celebrate. <laughs> oh, it is 12 days away. Holy shit. That's soon. I got I got some stuff to take care of. Um, Ian, how goes it? Apparently, I guess Posh won, it sounds like. So fill us in. What's going on on Posh Island here? Well, I mean, it was a win we needed to keep keep in touch. That's how that's how it is now. We just win to keep in touch, which is fine, I guess. But yeah, Millwall went 1-0 up, and you can imagine what I thought when that notification came through. I thought, here we go again. Um, but no, we came came from behind and uh, won 2-1. Two, one, so love it. Yeah, got to love that. So that that does genuinely keep us in touch for now. So yeah, fuck a Millwall. We'll we hate them. Always, yeah. always nice to say moderately relevant in the relegation battle with two teams <laughs> hey. that have had massive points deductions. Yeah. Uh, speaking of points, I guess you did gain uh, 14% points back in the relegation odds. So you're 14% less, 14% points less. Seems like a hell of a swing for one win. I mean, I won't give you the actual number or what it changed to. <laughs> no, so, no, no, but, no. Uh, you know, it's a pretty... <laughs> it's still bad. It's, yeah. You know, it's not great. It's not great. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that does it for banter, I guess, right? Chuck, do you have anything you want to throw out there? Did you maybe see the new Buster get Ghostbusters or uh, anything like that? No. We don't go out. We don't go out. We're all scared of now. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. Front. Yeah, for good reasons, which we will get into soon. Um, Many fears. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to learn this much of the Greek alphabet. Not gonna lie, wasn't my goal. For 2021. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> didn't we have a bluffer quiz once where the Greek alphabet was a? Uh... We did a Christmas quiz, and you just like straight away went it. Went at it full pelt, every single one in order. I, I had to slow yeah. you down. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, well, I studied mechanical engineering and then economics and then math theory. So, like, the Greek letters are mm. all up, all up on me. The banter section is truly over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once you bring up econometrics, is not the little banter there. Um, all right. Well, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We are very happy to have you. We are. One American and two Brits, and we try to talk about the Premier League, but often get distracted. Uh, and if you're back, we love you. We appreciate it. Uh, leave us a five-star review right now. Go. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay, good. Uh, tell a friend. Find us on patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod. All of the things that are good things you to do for the podcast that you like. Yeah, I know, right? I'm actually I, – I was like – Emily said to me, you know what? That joke's getting kind of old. <laughs> oh, Speaking of the good doctor, we're about to jump into the rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. But I got to say, Chuck, controversy, absolute controversy. She wasn't mad at me because she did submit her predictor league. She just submitted it to the Facebook Messenger, which I guess all three of us forgot exists. <laughs> but she had the timestamp on it. She did a screenshot. It's from middle of August. So you know exactly where to put her for the tiebreaker. She was very, very a, upset. So a, I'm not over 45, so why are you sending me messages on Facebook Messenger? <laughs> B, I'm not about to change the rules halfway through a competition. So uh, I guess she's in, but I'll figure out where. Who knows for tiebreakers? I don't have that kind of detail, but um, okay. I blame Oscar. Yeah, I mean, it's timestamped, so you know exactly when she submitted, so, you know. Yes, yeah, because I don't worry. I definitely have the timestamps written down of when everyone entered. Oh. <laughs> I forgot we had a Facebook 
Do you remember the password? Nope. In fact, I think actually because I lost, I lost access to my personal Facebook account. I was hacked, and then why when I this, got it back, why is this happening? Why is this the happening? pod? I didn't have access to the podcast. I'm just saying this just some admin. That's all. Okay. So there's no one. Is this saying in that we don't know our own password for the Facebook page? (laughs) Absolutely. It's so on brand. It's perfect. I have it written down somewhere. Anyway. Um, Well, let's kick things off as we always do in this part of the world. (laughs) And that is with our famous segment, which for the record, I actually do these live every week. I've gotten that question. And it is time for Rapid, Rapid, Rapid Fire News. People think the whole thing's on the soundboard. Yeah. yeah, you do. You Imagine. do it every week, but Ian edits over it. Did you, you just think you sound that good every time? It's yeah. just just Ian records it. I've picked the best one out of 150 episodes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actual top story: Sergio Aguero is set to announce his retirement on Wednesday, less than six months after joining Barcelona. Wow, things are pretty bad there, huh? The 33-year-old has struggled with injuries and health problems since moving to Spain, making only five appearances for the Catalan side. In his final game on October 30, he was substituted and taken to hospital after experiencing chest discomfort. Aguero finishes his career with 427 goals. He's the highest scoring overseas player in Premier League history with 184 goals in the league. He was an amazing player. It's a shame. It's, it's uh, well, it's it's quite, in a weird way, it's, it's a good job he is a professional footballer. The fact that this heart condition gets found so quickly and yeah. yes, it, it kind of prematurely ends his career but at least you know he gets uh, a, a chance at better life um really so it's, it's a real shame like I've always absolutely loved Aguero um the Aguero goal uh, that, that won City their first title is still the best Premier League moment it's it's absolutely insane and like Oscar said he's the the second highest or the 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 highest scoring um, foreign player in Premier League history. He is the player that scored the most um, for one club, beating Wayne Rooney's record with his last goal for City in his last game. Oh, um, is that right? That's that right. One, yeah. I remember. Yeah. So um, absolutely <laughs> phenomenal, and um, we wish him. We wish him all the best. Always one of my favorites as well. So I would echo your sentiments. Um, our next story: the Champions League draw. A technical problem caused an error in the initial draw, which UEFA said has been declared void. In the new draw, holders Chelsea will play will play French side Lille in the last 16. Uh, Man City face Portugal sporting Lisbon, while six-time winners Liverpool play three-time winners Inter Milan. And United face Atletico after the redraw. Um, other notable fixtures would be Villarreal with Juventus, PSG with Real Madrid. Boys, which mm. uh, which of the Champions League fixtures are you most excited for? Um, well, I think I think Chelsea and uh, Man City have both been given a bit of a gift there, but that's what you get for mm. for winning your groups, um, I guess. Uh, my my favourite bit, I mean, it was so many multiple admin errors. They realised they drew the balls incorrectly because for for whatever reason, I I don't get it. like you can't have a team from the same country and a this and a that and a whatever. I I think it should just be like. First of all, it should just be one versus two. That's how the draw goes um, at complete random. Um, but they drew Man United and Villarreal, then realised, shit, we can't do that. Then did Atleti's draw, and they realised they left Manchester United's ball out, so started again. Meanwhile, obviously, Real Madrid went, well, the mistake happened after we were drew against Benfica. <laughs> so um, if you're going to restart it, you should restart it from them, at which point they said, get fucked. Um, and now, deliciously, Real Madrid get PSG. So um, very happy to watch their downfall further. Um, old money versus new money, and um, 
Yeah, what an absolute clusterfuck. Absolute yeah, a, a, a really good week for shenanigans at uh, sporting governing bodies in Europe this week. <laughs> mm. All sorts oh, of fun chaos. Um, love that. Have you ever seen someone have to redraw uh, a, something like this before? I don't remember this ever happening, but I've no, only been a fan they- for like... No, but they, they unnecessarily convolute it, don't they? They they have they like on Andrea Sharvin and I can't remember who else were there, and they've got like eight balls in front of them of all different like just fucking big balls out of one one two buckets. And uh Rod Stewart pissed doing it that way. That's, <laughs> I did, that's enjoy, what they I did enjoy Drunk those celebrities. Yeah, I did enjoy those tweets saying even Rod Stewart pissed can manage a draw for fuck's sake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, I love all the pageantry around it, though. It's always nice to, like, shuffle out the old uh, Chelsea players from, like, 2005, and they're like, here's Michael Essien, remember him? He's going to draw a ball out of a bowl. <laughs> like, it's I love so it. over the top and ridiculous, isn't it? I'm used to the NBA draft being equally as much of a show and just, like, nonsense, because who doesn't love a spectacle? Um, so it doesn't seem that weird to me, but I guess, like, other than the NBA draft, I can't really think of anything. I mean, drafts in general over here, um, but there's no equivalent over there. Other than this, right? Is there anything else where it's just like people getting together to do logistical things in complicated ways? No, and they they they, they mentioned there was going to be something that they they're going to extend half times in football, or they tried to propose it um, in order to enable like halftime shows, like in American sports. Oh, but, fuck that! But they they do like pre-match and halftime stuff at, at things like the FA Cup final that never get shown and no one turns up and it's incredibly cringeworthy like no one's <laughs> no one's into it whatsoever it's just like don't don't touch it it works in America and people enjoy it in the Super Bowl because it's synonymous of just the murkiness of that event it yeah, doesn't but it's work. not like we're doing that shit every week either like yeah sure they'll, they'll do like a little mm. like skit at half not a skit but you know, you'll have someone come out of the fan stands and be like, can you score a half-court shot for $10,000? But it's not like yeah, a whole production. Yeah, we have that. But, you know, like, National Anthem before every game. Oh, yeah, that's like, weird. Like, loads we do that. of flyovers, massive bands, and you're just like, okay. We just want a piss-head trying to hit the crossbar from the halfway line. You can't <laughs> do it. Maybe a raffle, um, preferably a meat, a meat raffle. And um... <laughs> <laughs> It's not a working man's club in the 80s. Bring it back. That's what we should bring it back. Okay, I need context for this as the American. Like, is there? What? Do they actually do meat raffles? Is meat that raffles like really used to thing? be a thing in a pub, in a in a or in like a working man's club. Um, okay, okay. So it's not like Spurs are giving away a cheese plate. I mean, they might have done. It, it was the eighties. Um, <laughs> Don't rule anything out. <laughs> Palace in like the early two early mid two thousands used to do something called on me shed son and um there was a shed without a roof like 30 yards away and you had to try and get it in <laughs> try and kick a football into the shed that was that was our thing so peterborough have got um three mascots we have which seems greedy well four actually um so when i was a kid it was just uh, mr posh who was an old dude uh who would wear a top hat and monocle and a, and a right. full, full suit and he would walk around and, and give sweets to the kids around the ground which seems weird mm-hmm. but it's not it's perfectly fine mm. Mm. and then you got mm-hmm. sued mm-hmm. by Hasbro for the Monopoly man but carry on <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um, we've now got a Miss Posh as well um, right and, of course uh, naturally yeah and it's weird because the Mr Posh is like I don't know about like 80 plus whereas Miss Posh is sort of 20 something and 
quite attractive. It's weird that. Um, is Miss Posh, like, is it like a Pac-Man situation where Miss Posh is just Mr. Yes, Posh with a bow on his with head? With a bow on his <laughs> head. <laughs> 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 um, and then we've got, so we're sponsored by, um, no, actually, I'll go to the other one first. We've got, uh, okay. which I think is brilliant, is a big rabbit called Peter Burrow. Okay, that's great. Yeah. He's I love that. genuinely brilliant. He's really funny and I really like him. Um, and uh, then we've got um, basically like a Bob the Builder character because we uh, are sponsored by Mick George who do who supplies skips and like aggregates and stuff. And we have exactly that. We have a skip that <laughs> is brought out and then people have to kick, kick a ball from the halfway line into a skip. What's that? What wow. is that? What is a, a skip is like the big, oh, dumpster. The big okay, metal cool. containers that yeah, yeah, like, they've okay, got on yeah, the back of A dumpster over here. Ish. Yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. That's fascinating. Wow. At the at the Yankee Stadium, me, my brother used to have season tickets, so we would go a lot. I would go with him a lot. And they would do this thing called the subway race, where basically all the trains that get into Yankee Stadium would like have a little mascot on the screen, and they would race each other across like the subway tracks. And people would get, like, really into it. And we're sitting there being like, let's go three trade. Come on, three trade. You know, like, go nuts every game for, like, the now, train let's race. Not, let's not pretend you haven't got a form on getting uh, massively into things that don't really sort of matter or aren't really a sport. You've spent this weekend hey, watching the Rocket League. We're on our 155th episode, okay? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Not where I was going. <laughs> uh, you know, you spent the weekend watching the Rocket League, uh, whatever it is, World Championship type thing, which I enjoyed as well, I must admit. <laughs> I was watching quite a lot of that as well. It's incredible. And, um, incredible. You've also introduced us to uh, Marble Olympics, which is the yes. um, YouTube thing where you just this guy. Well, you explain it. I can't explain Marble sure, Olympics. Sure, okay. Marble, was it? You, uh, yeah, I mean, it's there's uh, three different types of things. I'll just talk about the two popular ones i'll do this we'll keep this quick uh marble always want one a quick is... episode always want a quick episode <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah ian was like we really need to be quick this week and we're talking about marble one anyway uh it's like formula one but with marble so they have qualifying and then they all race each other on a track that looks like a little racetrack um and there's teams where two two marbles go for every race just like formula one and uh and then you get points and you win at the end of the season and i am a savage speeders fan emily is a fan of the hazers we are very very vicious to each other when it comes to our team's battling uh there's also the marble olympics which are like different events like a balance beam and a, and a chest uh, like luge cross country thing yeah cross country there's all all, all the stuff it's hilarious <laughs> and great and adorable and dumb and any excuse to like just be tribalistic and root for something against other things is like i'm all about it obviously so marbles yeah. trains and rocket cars hitting balls I'm just not letting you get away with saying that people get way too involved with some sort of mascot race. Oh, no, I, I was one of the people. Oh, I okay, loved fine, it. Fine. I was like, fuck yeah, let's fucking go. Like, that was me saying those things. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on, though. I think uh, Chuck's getting <laughs> really frustrated with the space. Uh, and this is actually, this is a big one. Um, 42 Premier League players and staff tested positive for COVID-19 in the past week, the most recorded in the league over a seven-day period. It's the highest number since 40 cases were reported in January. Um, Brighton, Tottenham, Leicester, Man United, Villa, and Norwich all have confirmed cases with United's game at Brentford in doubt. Sunday's Brighton versus Tottenham fixture had already been postponed following the COVID-19 night break at Spurs. Um, previously, the most positive tests returned in a week was 16 from the first week of August for this season. Woo! Here we go again. Um, 
Yeah, the Man United one's weird. They've literally just refused to travel, so the Premier League hasn't ruled it yet, which is uh, an interesting one, not a power play whatsoever. As we record, yeah. As we record, yeah. Um, Tottenham obviously have three games piled up at the minute um, with their matches against Burnley and Brighton in the Premier League and then their Europa Conference League tie with Wren. I thought UEFA um, said that wasn't getting made up. Yeah, that's not happening no, at all. That's- that's not happening, so they need a verdict on that because neither team has agreed when it can be before the December um, 31st deadline. Um, because funnily enough, when you truncate every one season to fit in <laughs> international competitions and uh, continental competitions and all of that, there is no wiggle room here. Funny that. Um yeah, there's a lot of football, um, six clubs now with these 42 cases. That's between the 6th and the 12th. Who knows if there were more positive tests today. Obviously, the fixtures start tomorrow and everything's done by the Premier League on a quote-unquote um, case-by-case basis, whatever the fuck that means. Um, obviously, UEFA have said if you have 13 players, including one goalkeeper eligible to play, you have to honour your fixtures in their competitions. But... You know, I I don't really understand what what kind of measure the Premier League will be using to assess whether or not these fixtures should go ahead. Well, they did put in, they said on Thursday, following the introduction of coronavirus, I didn't close the tab for once, new coronavirus rules in England, the Premier League told clubs to return to emergency measures, including social distancing, wearing masks, testing in the parking lot before players go to training, um, and all sorts of stuff. From Wednesday, fans will need to show proof of double vaccination or a negative test to attend sporting events, including the Premier League. And there's all there's a whole bunch of other rules about fans. I won't read all of them, but look that up if you're someone who goes to games. So they are, they are like taking active measures. They're basically just going back to like March of 2020 and being like, okay, this is what we did during Project Restart when we came back. Um, this is what you need to do if we're going to have this going. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think it depends. Obviously, we don't know the exact science of what the Omicron variant is, and I'm sure you're all tired of hearing it in whatever way, but obviously we have to kind of uh, mention it a touch of the severity or whatever happens. But at this stage, they're probably just being overly cautious, which is fair enough um, as we kind of go into the third round of vaccines in this country. Even if there are potentially some players, quite a lot of players that haven't even had one vaccine yet, um whatever the the reasoning is there um and hopefully you know we don't see football having to go behind closed doors uh we don't see more matches cancelled and you know trying to work out exactly what's going to happen because it's going to get messy like Tottenham having two matches to make up already and all the other teams are on 16 games we've still got I think another five game weeks takes us to the new year yep and there's like like you said no room to make stuff up if stuff gets moved, like there's just zero room. Good times. Yay. Yeah. I mean, Ian, any thoughts here? How do you think this is going to affect the championship in lower leagues? I mean, we've already had um, champion championship games being um, postponed. Oh, yeah. Sheffield United QPR. Yeah. I think Reading had a game off as well. Um, it's yeah. And that our seasons are already insane um, in that you, we, you know, people play yeah, two times games. a week. Yeah, 46 games. We play twice a week. Um, and that's if you don't have a cup run or any, anything, you know. Don't worry, um, you won't. Which you don't. <laughs> which we don't, no. Um, you know, it's it's a real tricky one. I, I can't see how it doesn't affect uh, the lower down the leagues really quite badly. Um, because the, the budget's probably not there. They're, they're talking about going to daily testing potentially in the Premier League if it gets if it gets really bad. Well, I'm not sure that... 
lower down the league, that can happen. Uh, you genuinely could be looking. It, it all depends on the severity of this this new variant. It, but you genuinely could be looking at, at if it gets really bad, uh, lower league lower leagues being called off again. It all depends on if people, you know, are scared of this Omicron variant when it turn when it shakes out in a few weeks. How severe the illness it it creates, you know, uh, because if it's just a mild cold then things will be fine and you'll just have daily testing if you've been a if you've been a contact but it, it it's so hard to say at the minute yeah the data we're not we don't need to talk about omicron really but like the data at least shows it's spreading crazy fast and so whatever governments decide to do about that whether the severity is like whether they can afford to wait on the severity really is a whole separate question but i do think that like the logistics of the league i mean we were talking about this literally what 18 fucking months ago or whenever that was what even solution do they do then in the championship? For example, do they go to like points per game? Are you guys safe on points per game? Oh, well, that, I, that, I <laughs> would not even love know. points per game. No, you were not. No, you're <laughs> not. No, you're not. You're in the bottom three. You're fucked. Yeah, of course. That's it. You need to be out <laughs> I mean, of the bottom three when they do a points per game basis. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Peterborough do not like points per game. Uh, that did not do as well last uh, last time. Yeah, I, I think that it depends, doesn't it? Because I suppose how how many games need to be played before you can genuinely accept that as a as a decent metric to yeah. work out you know at least when it happened last time you were you'd had 30 plus games or whatever it was and and you know you could you could say well there's a decent enough sample there it feels like we're less than halfway through at the minute so yeah i mean the premier league is so i'd imagine you guys are you start around the same time you almost almost exactly you're on 22 games or 21 for oh, some okay. so right. you know you're pretty much bang on halfway so yeah uh, we'll see if they go over two thirds or whatever when they when they decide that so peterborough need to put a run together mate so um <laughs> yeah you gotta get up there soon asap yeah yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? It's something to keep an eye on, obviously, but the, the dominoes are starting to fall a little bit like they were in early 2020. Things are being canceled. There's all these people and all this stuff and everything. So something to keep an eye on. But there were some actual matches to talk about. So shall we just jump into the fixtures, boys? Yeah! Awesome. Well, let's start with uh, Brentford beat Watford on Friday. Whatever. Um, let's start with Saturday. Manchester City 1, Wolves 0, Manchester City 3.5. To Wolves is 0.2. What a fucking beatdown. Good luck. Let's get rid of Wolves. I've had enough of Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get rid of them. Just out. Um, fucking boring. Roll around the floor all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, faking head injuries when they had a player have a ridiculous head injury that led to documentaries and all of that. Um, that same player having within, what, 40 seconds, two yellow cards for being an absolute knobhead oh and send- being sent off. And um, they've scored 12 goals in 16 games, conceded 14 goals in 16 games. All of their games involve the least goals. Get rid. Just get rid. Fine by me. Less W teams, less I have to think about. (laughs) (laughs) But that is it. They've not been exciting for a while, have they? So it's sort of... No. Dull, 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 dull. Yeah. Feels fine to to not be a Wolves Wolves supporter at the minute. Um, I mean, so let's, uh, let's just get down to incidents then. Um, penalty? Uh, well, this is weird because mm-hmm. I wonder if because they said they couldn't find conclusively, and because I think on different angles it does look slightly different as to where it hits. It does. But ultimately his arm is also above his head, which is mm. a bit silly. It feels like they were kind of making up um, for Kilman's one earlier um, because... Yeah. 
he moved his arm into the way of the ball and it hit below the sleeve line. So that should have been a penalty. Mm. Um, I think all the referees just kind of phoned it in on Saturday. There, <laughs> there was like seven, <laughs> seven penalties. City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United um, all two, had penalties. Two at Chelsea. Two at Chelsea. Leicester had a penalty. Um, who else? Leeds had a penalty in the Chelsea game. Um, yeah, it, there was just too much. Um, it was a bit weird. So... Yeah, I'd say there probably should have been a penalty in that one, whether or not you want to say that was. <laughs> I think there are a lot more contentious ones um, this week, yeah, uh, yeah, to say the least. But the the right team won there on balance of play, like Oscar said. Well, that's that, true. Like twenty times the xG. I also just for the for the record, I think that like I agree with Chuck that there was there was inconclusive angles there's certainly one angle I saw that did make it look like it made contact with the the skin of his arm after you know and Mm. the on-screen on-screen the on-field judgment was a penalty so I I think yeah they said you know I think if he hadn't given it they wouldn't have given it it was right yeah that's one that VAR just leaves alone for sure because it's an interpretation and like different referees will have different interpretations the ball was away the his arm was away from his body it was like above his head like Chuck said so I'm yeah. fine with it. Cool. Um, but more of the same from City, just absolutely fucking demolishing team after team after team. 72% possession, 23 shots, nine of them on target, um, 14 corners, and 892 touches to 450. Fucking <laughs> demolished wolves. How scary are how scary are City? Like how scary how scared should I be of City as a Chelsea fan? You should be very scared. You should be um, checking corners, man. You should be checking corners, switching the light on before you go to the bathroom <laughs> at night. Um, you, you know, checking checking behind the the curtains. That, yeah. that they, you should be terrified. Um, yeah, there's there's very much the the thing of City and Liverpool pulling away. Um, you know, having a top two, having a Chelsea, and then having the rest of the league. Um, well, I say the rest of the league, about five or six teams there, and then you know the rest but um yeah city kind of getting it done against everything um liverpool doing the same a couple of times at least chelsea got you know they got a win all the teams got got a win um that's what it's about and so um yeah it wasn't necessarily a classic city performance for the ages um but yeah wolves just tried to stink the place out really that was that was very clear from minute mm. minute one um they just wanted to waste time they wanted to roll around there there was obviously the head injury to Ruben Neves which was wild to me that he that we keep seeing these massive collisions where the player's down for ages yeah and they they passed the protocols as you know this, that there's meant yeah to be precautions I really thought in place. a change might have come and it just doesn't seem to have at all Especially when it's the same team. It's yeah. the same team that, like, they had that. They, Kilman's head was, like, pissing blood out. Mm. Um, I mean, he was sitting up the whole, whole time, but I couldn't tell if um, Nevers would have, like, lost consciousness or anything. But, yeah, it's it's strange to me that they, they bring in these rules. But then there's also still players that, that pretend they've got head injuries to stop games, which is something that I thought would happen and... and has happened um, quite yeah. a lot, you know, the, the classic roll around or hold your face or lie on the ground for a while and then realise that the other team is attacking so you need to get up and defend. Um, I or, love that. Know. I love that move. Oh, if I was a soccer yeah. player, just roll, 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 <laughs> and then get up. 
sneak mm-hmm. in for like a goal when they thought I was hurt. <laughs> Maximum shithousery. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love shithousery. I guess speaking of shithousery, we should probably transition to Chelsea unless you guys have anything else to sort of add here. No. No, 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 no. All right, well, then let's go to Chelsea. Chelsea scoring six goals in two games and not looking good in either of them. Chelsea, three, (laughs) leads, two. Chelsea, 2.8 to Leeds is 1.4. Five goals in in two games. I'm talking about the Champions League in the midweek. Oh, right. Yeah, since the last time we recorded, we scored. Timo got a brace. We don't need to talk about it. It's fine. Yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. doesn't doesn't count. count. It's in the Champions League. It's just in the Champions League. It doesn't count. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Against who? Zenit, Zenit St. Petersburg. Lukaku did a goal too. I don't know. I'm just Lukaku and Timo both scored in the same game. That felt pretty good. But we're talking about this one. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chelsea getting away with this one in a penalty in the 94th minute. Um, the underlying numbers were better, but we conceded 1.4 to a terrible Leeds. Or, yeah, terrible. I'm, I'll stand by that. Um, and Leeds have been terrible. We lost yeah. to a terrible lead, so yeah, exactly. So you did you did one better than us. We lost to a terrible lead, yeah, so well. um, never week. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, the xg xg all the xg is going to be so fucking skewed because of all the penalties. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This week, and yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. frustrating me. But how were you feeling after, especially after conceding the first one and and going behind in this game? Was there was there any sort of sense of here we go again, or was it uh, tonally? Did you think you'd be all right? No matter what. I think I'm trying to remember my exact emotional state um, because it's a great question. I think that probably I felt like, yeah, we'll we'll be in this. It was an early enough goal. Like if it had been too early, like, you know, 2-0 at the 28th minute, then I'd be a lot more worried, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. But just one goal and not even a half hour had gone. I don't think I would have been like freaking out or anything. Um, And especially with how good Mason Mount looked. Mason Mount from the beginning, from the kickoff looked like he was in a Mason Mount kind of mood. Um, and that generally tends to have an effect on us winning in that we do win when he's good. So mm. Yeah, it's strange that you can have, you know, obviously he's a great player anyway, and he's he's in a really decent run of form at the moment. But it, it is strange when you have a team with such quality everywhere and you still have a player that shines like that. And I think Mount has recently. Um, especially since you know your midfield at the minute is going through quite a big churn with Oof. injuries and COVID. who knows what is going to be in and COVID, COVID Chich, yeah, that's his name. Now, COVID um, yeah, right. Loftus Cheek was injured for a bit. Wasn't Jorginho a doubt? Well, Jor- Jorginho didn't look up to pace really in this game, hasn't he? Got a back issue or something? Yeah, he's had um, a back issue since the summer. But right. didn't get any time off because they went with Italy to the final of the Euros and then showed up to the Premier League season like a week later. And he's been it fighting through the pain. Like, it did feel like he struggled to keep up a little bit. I know he was the, the hero in the end, but you know. Covid Chich is out with Covid. Conte yeah. is out with being Conte. Um, so our options are Saul Niguez, Jorginho yeah. and Ruben. That's why mm. Ruben's getting so many minutes. Ruben, who has been amazing in those minutes, speaking of mm. on form. Um, this might be his breakout season low-key. Uh, but like we are, we are thin in the midfield. If I want us to do anything in January, I want us to get some sort of Kante backup. That's what we thought we were getting out of Saul. We did not get that out of Saul. We didn't get much of anything out of Saul. And that should be like just one signing in January. Make that a priority. Get us another fucking central midfielder so that we can give Jorginho a no, fucking break because he's no, dying just give him there. a chance. Just give Saul a chance. He's only played two forty-five minutes. He, the guy deserves more. 
Fair. Maybe he's a second half player and he's not getting the chance to be a second <laughs> half player under Tuchel. You know what I mean? It's just 45, see you later. Yeah. He's like, I need to be on the later one. I'm not a mornings person. You need to give me time. I mean, I, I'm sure we will actually see him get quite a few minutes because like, mm. we have so many games from now to January. We have a game every three days and yeah. we have three healthy midfielders for two positions. Like We can play Mount deep, but that's such an aggressive midfield. When Mount and Jorginho are your two central mids, like that's all yeah. out attack and FIFA craziness. So yeah, but uh, again, getting the win against Leeds is good, and Leeds don't have a good run really either. They've got City, Arsenal, Liverpool in the next three. Yeah, um, Villa, Burnley. So it, you know it's a tough, tough time of year for many teams, and they, you know, like we said before, Bamford came back, scored a goal, got injured straight away. Um, you know, it's it's Rafinha is literally carrying this team. I think at the minute. Yeah, the hamstring um, apocalypse is upon us. Like this is just what happens every year. Christmas gift is a torn hamstring for Premier League players. Do you think? <laughs> do you think it would make less difference if the fixture congestion came in the summer? Because like it's literally it's warmer. Like it's not. You know, like less not muscle having... injuries. Yeah. Well, yeah, possibly. maybe there's. It's also fresher, right? Because they've had the summer off at that point, but they're less fit. Too. There must be like a sweet spot. Someone do a study on this. Anyone who works in like <laughs> numbers, math. sports math, sports medicine or econometrics or whatever. Um, I'd imagine that the peak would be somewhere around like mid-September is when you would want to have the most crowded because they had time to get in shape from the summer, but they're not tired and they don't have a ton of miles on their legs from like having had a bunch of season. Or just like put them in an oven, play in a giant oven. Just keep them warm. <laughs> yeah, like a, just like a giant toaster oven and they all get to wear like those foil jackets. More foil jackets in football. <laughs> They're Pop-Tarts. They're, they, they could be Pop-Tarts. I like Pop-Tarts. Well, when Antarctica wins the next World Cup, then they'll, uh, they'll be able to test Antarctica that theory Antarctica wins out. the next World Cup. I don't think they have representation, do they? Anyway, Liverpool. Let's go to Liverpool. Liverpool 1, Villa 0. Liverpool 2.5 to Villa 0.3. So similar to the City game. Dominant, but only a 1-0. Story here would be Gerrard. Gerrard against his old team. Gerrard, the manager. Mm. Now... Uh, yeah. What did you? I didn't watch this one because I was watching the Chelsea. Um, so feel free to fill me in. Anybody who knows about this game, am I allowed to say that I'm quite impressed with Gerard so far? Sure. I mean, if you want, <laughs> I I am generally just I'm impressed with his demeanor. I thought he was really good. How his demeanor? Right. Okay. Here we go. Passion, desire, intensity. This is what we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I will get to actual things that matter. But as a you know, just for instance, on his demeanor, like he, you know, came out, clapped the Liverpool fans, but didn't do a lap of, of honor. Well done. No lap of That's honor. That's the most nope. important thing because he didn't do a lap of honor. Oscar. Yeah, yeah. No Claps, lap of honor. but no smiles, and at a slow rate. So acceptable. Well, actually, now I've realised that that I am sort of playing into your hands here because what I was going to say is, yeah, after that, he just didn't. He didn't play ball with the Liverpool fans at all. He was just focused on what he was doing. He didn't, He didn't. you know, they were giving it all the sort of Gerrard give us a wave, all that sort of He just didn't engage at all with any of that and he just did his job. Secondly, I, th- I thought the game plan here was good. It just didn't quite work out. But to lose 1-0 to Liverpool is, is, you know, no embarrassment. But he wanted to keep it tight to stay in the game. For 60, 70 minutes, Salah got, you know, his penalty then, which to a certain extent he bought. It was a penalty, but he certainly he certainly bought it. Um, and then he brought Ings on and I thought Villa had a real go. I thought if it hadn't, it hadn't been for the penalty, I think the plan would have been the same. Survive to sort of 60, 70 mm. minutes. 
and then go go all out because it, they were in survival mode I think for for the majority of the game but I didn't think the plan was bad at all I thought it was I thought it was pretty good and I thought they they did a good defending job for a good portion of the game and then they didn't give up like I say they went for it that you know as soon as Danny Ings came on I thought they looked a bit more sprightly and they uh, they mm. went for it but uh, I think he's I don't know I just think he's saying all the right things he's making all the right words the right moves with a tricky sort of a tricky squad where you know people are sort of coming back piecemeal um i think i think he might have been the right man for the job i do think though with villa like very much similar to manchester united and Jaden sancho just coming in and making like a couple of really obvious lineup decisions was going to radically change their performance and for whatever reason the former manager was just like stubbornly not doing that um so i think there was a net like a built-in bump not even from like a new manager bounce kind of way, but just straight up like, hey, throw Buendia on the pitch. We're going to be better. Yeah, um, but Buendia had been injured. Yeah, also, there were injuries, to be fair. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, he's done well and he's got nine points in his tie. But, it, you know, if we sort the table by XG since he came in, Villa are the fourth lowest team in the league. Um, it's only Everton, Wolves and Burnley that have generated less XG than them. And okay. yeah, they got nine points, but expected they're on just under six. So huh. um, they're, they're overperforming a bit there. It's defensively they're about mid table. So eye test wise, maybe you think that, and you know he just had to do something, or but you know he hasn't necessarily rapidly improved them in any sort mm. of creativity way. I think they've had a, a decent enough rub of, of a couple of good fixtures and benefited a bit from a bounce. Really, I would be weary of that data though because it's such a small sample size. Like we're reading into, we're really reading into four games. I don't think that the numbers are going to be there to be able to comfortably no, say anything only, about Gerard for say, a while. I can only say what it is. I can only say what it is, mate. You know, yeah, just straight facts. You take you take the inference for for whatever you want. They're the fourth lowest, the fourth lowest XG creating team in the league. Stephen Gerrard's Villa. <laughs> and, bear, and bear in mind, bear in mind, Antonio Conte's Tottenham with two less games have generated two goals more of XG than them. So um, yeah, yeah that, that's a new manager that scares me. Because he's yeah. such a good manager. <laughs> that's, that's the one. Again, no tiny sample size of three because they aren't playing any fucking football. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, from one coach to another. <laughs> <laughs> that's Brilliant. very tenuous. <laughs> we had Crystal Palace three, Everton one. Crystal Palace one point six. Also have managers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Crystal Palace one point six to Everton's one point three on XG. So that would be Mr. Simpson. Cue the jingle, please. And then Chuck, take it away. Well, I'm not. No, 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 no! Stop the fucking jingle. <laughs> how, how is that? That's what? Well, I didn't give it away not... to any other team before this, and the, all the other results we talked about were according to the XG. So, I mean, it's bullshit. Oh, you've pissed it, him off before. One point six <laughs> rounds up to two. Everton rounds down to one. Fair 1. enough. 3. I don't know who would you give it to this week. There's just none. There's just there can be none. Okay, there's none. Fine. Fine. Fair enough. The stewards are changing <laughs> yeah. their minds at the last second. We are not giving a Burnley of the week out this week. We didn't, Go ahead, you didn't Chuck, give it last it away. week. <laughs> you didn't give it last week. So well, you weren't here you to know. give it away with us. I was just checked. Even even Peterborough's result wasn't a Burnley, and we deserved our oh, win as well. Oh fuck off! You, they don't do XG that low down. <laughs> yes, they, they do. Watch yes, those they games. do. The championship they do. The championship they do. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I've been checking every every week this this season, and it's been really fucking depressing. Come on, Chuck. Three one. Talk to us. Make be happy. Brag. I'm glad we got to play a manager who is doing shit with a team that's doing shit. Um, we've had a lot of <laughs> new manager bounces to face, um, so that was nice and getting the result that we should for once. Um, you know, 
We've conceded a shitload of set pieces. Well, we bloody scored from one this week. <laughs> um, we've conceded a load of goals after the 90th minute. Well, we so bloody scored one this scored week. from one of Everton's as well. Yeah, we did. That was great. Seamus Coleman is <laughs> awful. He tried to kick the ball into <laughs> Jeffrey Schlupp from missed. genuinely a yard and missed. And Conor Gallagher t- then took the ball off the Everton player and put it on a fucking postage stamp uh, about as perfect as you could hit it. Um, to get it in it yeah. really was a beautiful beautiful goal um, but no I and think what, it, what was brilliant as well is Ben Teke uh, giving it to Pickford Ben Teke giving it to well. Pickford because Pickford had run like halfway up the pitch earlier after Ben Teke probably yeah. should have been brought or maybe more um, and also <laughs> Jeff Schlupp shouted in Coleman's face after he tried to um, to to, uh, to kick it into him so you know a bit of both there's some shit outery for you it's just, nice. it it's just nice to see both literally there's a picture of them tandem doing it at the same time it was brilliant so um no, absolutely big, big fan of that performance. Much needed after three losses, after the three all with Burnley. Um, after we were, you know, we were doing really well. We were seven unbeaten at least, and had the, uh, you know, the the good performance against Wolves and City. And so I think it was very much rolling back in terms of style. Slightly different lineup. Um, Will Hughes getting a chance, Gallagher seemingly being the attacking force on the side to make up for Ayu's lack of. Um, I did think it probably was Jordan Ayu's best game that he's had. He still yeah. missed the customary sitter or at least, you know, had a guilt edge chance and kicked it straight at Jordan Pickford. Um, but no, good, good, very, very good, very, very much needed. We controlled the game for quite a while and then obviously Rondon got the ball and we wobbled then, I thought, for quite a while and it had all the makings of, of slipping. Um, Guaita made a really good save to uh, to keep it at 2-1. And then obviously, you know, us just getting that goal at the end, especially considering how we've been for form from yeah. uh, very late on in games over this season. Yeah, in general, that must have been a nice feeling to put it to bed rather than be... Yeah, hugely. I think you could tell the relief you know. when you see the players, you know, obviously it, it does help when it's an absolute screamer as well from outside the box. <laughs> but, you know, the, that's that sense of relief because it's... Cause, you know, Palace know that feeling of late goals, especially at Selhurst this season, of just having it stripped away from you. So, no, very, very good things. Our underlying numbers continue to be great, at least, yep. even after the blip. Projecting a top eight finish comfortably. Comfortably. it's They have you in fifth, but you got Tottenham and United below you, so you got to take that with a grain of salt. But. Look, I'd, I'd take comfortably being where we are now. Like, that's, that's it. It's just, you know, we've got... We've still got big fixtures. You know, we we had that really good run of form in very difficult fixtures, um, and and uh, you know we haven't really made the most of it going forward. But we play Southampton and Watford next. Um, then we've got Tottenham again, um, which is weird. Whether that game goes ahead or or what happens, so that'll be interesting. Uh, and then we've got Norwich, which is kind of I think then that takes us into the new year with West Ham. So next four games, I mean, if if we can get say. I don't know, two wins, maybe a draw, seven points out of that as a conservative. That's really, really good. Um, again, for this point, going then into halfway through the year, playing every team and you're on, what, 26 points? It's really, really good. So, happy. So, are you guys currently uh, filling a dump truck full of money to drive over to Chelsea for Conor Gallagher? Hopefully. This is the problem with the midfield crisis is whether now everyone's talking, oh, did he have a recall clause in the contract? I doubt it. I don't think Chelsea have ever recalled he, a player. I was going to say, he's not the player no. Chelsea need, is it? That's but I don't thing. think Chelsea have ever 
recalled a player, have mm. they? I, I can't remember it. Well, I don't think any club really does it. Um, probably a keeper, maybe Courtois at some point when he was no, like Courtois really young. was just. I think Courtois was just that you sent him out on loan for like three years in one yeah, go. Yeah, to Atletico. To no, I know. I think we had to call him back on emergency one like second half oh, of the okay. season or something. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But Gallagher, I'm looking at the numbers here, has as many goals as Mikel Antonio and Hingman Son. Like, he's having a yeah, hell of a season. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. The thing that might be in Palace's favour if it was to come down to converting it to a purchase rather than a loan is he really looks like he's having a lovely old fucking time. He he looks like he's really enjoying himself. Yeah, and he is in all the interviews. You know, he's happy as a clown. It. Yeah, yeah, absolutely loves it. Um, it's just whether it, it's what kind of factor does the World Cup have? Um, because you know we're now getting into the time of year where if you do string together a lot of very good performances, you can get a chance um, to get in. Yeah. But it's it's about being able to or be playing. You'd like to think anyway. Um, and so it's whether then that in into the summer, even if Chelsea just make it another year loan or something like that, it it we we can't comment on how these how all these pieces will fall together or or what will happen or financially where we're at. Um, there's a we've still got a lot of players coming through the academy and obviously money being spent that way. We did just spend a lot of money in the summer um, and haven't necessarily sold anyone um, for for quite a while. So. We shall see. We shall see on that front. I'm not too stressed about it. He does seem like someone that Chelsea would do a, a sale with a buyback clause. Because, like, as amazing as he's been, and he's been brilliant for you guys this season and, like, one of the better attackers in the league, he would be behind Mount, Ziyech, Callum at this point, Werner, Pulisic in line for the positions that he wants to be in at various different positions. Like, he would mm-hmm. be very, very far down the list of like likely to get minutes. So I don't see why they wouldn't be willing to, especially if they put like a buyback in. But we sold fucking Tamori. Do you know what I mean? Like we're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Um, but, but you know, you farmed out a lot of players everywhere that you have a, an option on because of the, the the rule changes coming up with loans. And I think it's smart that you've you've moved into that so quickly that you then get, at least you're then potentially buying a player who you believe would be worth more. Um, for that value, I know. I think Mark Gerhi has that for Palace. Tammy Abraham has that, I think. Uh yes, I believe so. Forty million buyback clause. Yeah, like it's it's just a smart way of doing things. So yeah, I, that that would be that would make sense to me. Whether it would get agreed in January, that's another kind of kettle of fish. But no, good mm. things, good things again after after a rough few weeks. So it's. Yeah, it would be nice to be a bit higher, but you know, there's every team's kind of falling over each other. Like uh, we didn't really talk about yeah. it, and and you know, we we breeze past those teams so much because it's so higgledy piggledy that it's when you don't follow them properly, you Oscar's face just lit up. Then he's never yeah, heard oh, that yeah. Word before, clearly <laughs> it's but so it, what? But, it, but it's what? but it's so that's higgledy piggledy. Oh, okay. Because it, now just, I totally know what you mean shop. You know, you look at Brentford. Brentford started off really, really well. They had a really bad run of form, and now they're up to twenty points and top table. Brighton have, haven't won for like eight games, um, I think. And granted, they've they've got a game in hand still, but they're sat at eleventh on twenty points. You know, Villa mm. have just had this really great run, but they're sat in thirteenth. Everton. The Everton fans are talking about them getting relegated, and they're you know they're seven points off off the drop zone, and they're they're four points off of eighth. Like it's it's so 
in, in such a state of flux that teams have a couple of good runs and it puts them to the top of that pile and then they steadily drop down and it's just how the things shake out to the end of the year is is is, is how things are. So no, at the minute, that's good to consolidate that position and underlying numbers, like Oscar said a million times, like I'd much rather be underperforming and in this spot close to the top of the pile than at the bottom looking up at it, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and that, that's a good place to bring up you know you're right you see a, a ton of variation in the numbers for the projections this time of year because like everyone's so tight that one result massively swings it um but you everton fans 10 percent to get relegated that's double digits so i don't know bad times over there uh but let's check out on the title odds man city are up to 49 percent. liverpool 41 and chelsea barely hanging on with 11 percent uh does that feel about right to you boys yeah Probably based off current form. I think if, if Chelsea had a few more dominant performances recently and didn't have that period where they were Burnleying, um, you'd, you'd see them as a bit higher. And I, I think Liverpool's numbers are skewed by the fact that they're just blowing everyone out of the water by scoring a million goals. Yeah. Like um, we, We've spoken before about Jeff's prediction game that he runs. Um, and, you know, I've genuinely put Liverpool to win 6-0 against Newcastle. Um, <laughs> because, oh, and we, and, and I mean, we can we can touch on this. Like Leicester destroyed them four nil, and Leicester haven't kept a clean sheet since August in the, in the league. And you know they they haven't looked great going forward and haven't had a really good run at all. And are have massively dropped down in the pecking order um, from from what we're used to over the last few years. And, and just yeah, two point five xg to uh, Newcastle zero point six, like. They, I mean, I, everyone's I, I talking about Eddie Howe's not making it to January. It's not happening. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. I mean, everyone's talking about Norwich already being down. Well, why aren't they talking about Newcastle already being down? Other than January, money. Well, yeah. Other money, than January, well, yeah, no, January and money is really the like that is the answer. It is, but I, I don't. You're going to be at the point where, of no return soon. I mean, they might already be there. They're at seventy-five yeah. percent. Second, second worst, second worst expected goals allowed, and worst xG generated. A, a Leicester team who have not set the world alight at all this season were passing through the lines and going through them as if they weren't there. It was, it was pretty embarrassing. I thought. I will say, and I mean, I don't know if you gents have seen that, but the James Madison penalty was yeah. absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Like. Yeah, I think I agree with you on all the things you've said about in- incidents this week, Chuck. Which is I didn't really, see this yeah. one. Tell me what happened. So ball comes out. I think Newcastle have it. They don't clear the ball properly. It gets kicked out to Madison at the corner of the penalty area. He starts to go in and now Lascelles sticks out a leg to stop the ball and leaves his leg yeah. there. Leaves his leg out too long. Madison literally <laughs> d- properly dives. Like... There is a picture of him in the air, both feet off the ground, not Contact attempting hasn't to been play. Made yet. Contact <laughs> hasn't been made yet. He's not <laughs> attempting to go forward, and he just literally dives. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's insane. And then because there's contact, people are saying it's a penalty. Like that's not that's not what it means. Like the contact has to have meant something. If you just fall and someone like bumps into you as you fall, like that doesn't mean it's a free kick. It yeah. was so, so bad. And I think, you know, I mean, it was bad from the cells to give him the opportunity, but yes, I, I, I am inclined oh, no, to agree it, that, you know, you know. It, but, but if he'd have like even made a single attempt to 
walk walk past him even like he didn't <laughs> yeah. he just he just went oh there's a leg there dive and yeah. that's that's appalling it, it, and, it would have been funny if, if LaSalle would have just pulled out the last second and he hadn't touched but it at everyone, all but been... the, and this is the fucking problem right because Salah has this reputation and yeah fair enough and certain players that are, you know Zaha has this reputation of being a fucking diver when there's literally no evidence anywhere ever people say <laughs> oh look on YouTube it doesn't exist but Jack Grealish and James Madison do it and they're smart operators. And look yeah. at what the common fucking denominator is there, guys. It doesn't take <laughs> a genius to work it out. That, that it's, yeah. you know, the, a player doing that, absolutely ridiculous. And to me, that is simulation and should be booked. The same as I think rolling around the floor faking an injury should probably be booked when players just jump up because that's literally simulation um, of an injury. I, I just I think it's ridiculous and disgusting, and uh, that shouldn't have happened. Even if it did lead to hilarity in Newcastle getting humiliated, like it's not. It was, it, was a you know, humiliation. It doesn't, doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good to me. But you know, is what it is. Now that lap of honor is looking more and more reasonable. They might not win at all for the rest of the year. That was <laughs> it. They've won once, one fucking game, one game. Well, I think we're going to see the craziest fucking January ever. I've been talking about this for a while, and the closer and closer we get to it, the more I'm like, nah, for real, this is going to fucking happen. They have infinite money. They're going to lose. What's the cost of going down? Like 150 million pounds or something Uh, insane? Not that much, but obviously it's you then drop into parachute payments. So it's, you know, you. I think your instant loss to revenue is like 70 million. Okay. But it's still an insane amount. The prestige. The whole fucking point of buying this club is the prestige. Now they're playing in the championship with some team called Peterborough. Like, <laughs> well, are you're you right. kidding yeah, me? You wow, big dreams. Peterborough are going to stay up. You've heard it here first, Hell Ian. Yeah. Oscar Quinte <laughs> the believes. season gets called off, yes. They'll be in yeah. the... <laughs> couple, couple more wins, points per game. Love the old job. Done. Done and done. They're going to they're gonna buy every fucking free agent. I'm afraid they're going to try to buy Antonio Rudiger. No, 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 no way. They, they, they won't do that because they. That would just be absolute madness. But what they will do is they'll raid the leagues in Europe that desperately need the money because the Premier League teams won't sell to them. There, there's already a lot of them saying we're going to put Newcastle tax on this because fuck them. But yeah, you know, but they have the infinite money, teams, so who fucking cares? Like, they yeah, can afford but it. They, they, if they inflate it to the point where that player isn't worth it, then it's a bad deal for Newcastle. But they'll take advantage. However, there are League One clubs, there are Serie A clubs, there are there are La Liga clubs that are in serious financial jeopardy at the minute and desperately need to sell players in order to stay solvent. And it's yeah, they're going to buy like half the Barcelona squad. But this is the thing, like they don't have the scouting network for it. So I I genuinely think they're just going to buy bad buys and it it oh yeah might work. <laughs> I think if they were to stay up, it's going to be like on game week 37, like and they'll somehow sweat it, but they'll I don't know, they'll buy players like Coutinho or whatever and still try and build a team around John Joe Shelby and it just won't fucking work. Dude, they're about to run out the 2015 FIFA All-Stars. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right? They're going to make so many purchases based on just name and nothing else of players that won't fit together, that are past their prime, all of it. And then what happens next year when Felipe Coutinho is looking at playing in the championship? Like, he, what, what, like it's going to be so fascinating. Like, just so fascinating to watch what happens with Newcastle over the next year. Because they're going to go down. I think so. They're 75%, man. 75, 75%, because they've won one fucking game. One game. All right, well, now that we're properly riled up about Newcastle, shall we get into some uh, FPL or any of the other many things that happen after I'm done hosting? 
the many things, like probably one, maybe two things happen. Um, <laughs> I mean, FPL, uh, I mean, I beat Ian again this week and I beat him last week and, you know, sure, sure, whatever. Sure. I'm sure he doesn't want to go on about it, but there's so many fixtures coming thick and fast, like, good luck um, yeah. <laughs> to all of you out there um, with your FPL teams. Don't take hits too early, Mark, um, and try <laughs> just try and field 10 players if the fixtures get cancelled. <laughs> and don't captain and vice-captain in the same game. Never do that. Never do that. No, That's especially just... with all the cancellations yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Split absolutely. Anyway, so, if we're all riled up, let's bluff. Yeah! There he is. Bluff Ran out of time this week, I was too busy, decided to phone it in again and do another bluff quiz, kind of based on last week's quiz. It's the bluffer! You listened last week, of course you did, you're back for more, you... Why do you hate yourself? Um, really simple, uh, Ian's currently ahead overall in the quizzes for the year, yeah, five, six, five, yeah. why not? Um, right. So we are going to go to Oscar first. I would like, please, all tabs closed. I would like no <laughs> performance-enhancing substances, um, yeah. anything like that, um, because it would just be uh, ridiculous. So, Who I... would do such a thing? Ian. So, I've got three categories. So, Oscar, I will let you go first. Would you like um, goals, league, or music? <laughs> music. Music. Okay, this is the one we didn't do last week. It might favour Oscar. Who knows? In the uh, classic song, We Are The World, by, uh, I believe it was USA for Africa, was the collection of artists. 44 singers are credited on the Wikipedia page oh. as appearing on that song, be that as individual artists or in the ensemble. Um, not all of them are necessarily musicians, actually. Um, some of them are band members that are really obscure and you probably won't know. But how many of the 44 can you name, Oscar? Seven. Yay, the classic beard. Ian, do you even know the song? Sort of. Um... We are the world. Yeah, okay. Oh, dear. There comes a time. Uh... When we heed a certain call, when Keep singing. The Keep singing. <laughs> must come together as one. Shall I try and do it as the artist? There yeah, are yeah, people would, dying. Oh, and it's time to learn something. Okay, I'll go eight. Eight. Do you know yeah. eight? I don't think you know eight. We are I think, the world. I think I could get to eight. All right, I'll go nine. <laughs> 44. 44, one of the biggest songs of... I haven't got a chance, Charity though. Times. Uh, no. I, yeah, go on, you go with Boo. your... <gasps> Eesh, I don't think I know nine. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, hilarious. I, I thought you would have known it. You, you can just go through the song. Um, Who sings? When? Oscar, can you name nine? Um, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Ding. One. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. We are the world. Two. <laughs> See, if you'd have done that, I'd have been all right. Um, Cindy Lauper? Three. That is correct. Wow. Um, Rod Stewart. Boom! Ah, shit. Uh, Ian gets the point somehow. Wow, that's... um. <laughs> well, that was worth writing out 44 fucking names. Um, <laughs> Sorry, mate. I had <laughs> Lionel Richie. Oh, yeah. Lionel Richie opens the song, yes. Um, I had Hall and Oates. Yeah, so that would have been two. That, that would have been Darryl two. Daryl Hall. Yeah. 
Daryl Hall and John Oates. Oates didn't get a, a solo. Hall did. Okay. Yeah, make um, of that what you will. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, indeed. Oh, you just smashed um, it, mate. Yeah. No, no I, think it. I think I didn't get some of the ones that Oscar did. Uh, Stevie Wonder and Bob Geldof had written down, but that's me out. So I, I could yeah, not have gone Stevie Wonder, any Bob further. Geldof, absolutely. So we'll go through the big ones at the beginning: Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, Kenny Rogers, James Ingram, Tina Turner, Paul Billy Simon. Joel, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Dion Warwick, Willie Nelson, Al Jarreau, Bruce Springsteen, Kenny Loggins, Steve Perry, <laughs> Daryl Hall, Huey Lewis, Cindy Lauper, ah. Kim Cairns, Bob Dylan, and Ray Charles. That <laughs> we makes didn't up all start the, the soloists. <laughs> <laughs> Was oh, that could be a good one. Uh, Billy Joel is involved but he yeah he's with Tina Turner singing for a bit Um, you've got Michael Jackson you could have had Jackie Jackson Latoya Jackson Marlon Jackson Randy Jackson (laughs) Tito Jackson Uh, you could have had any of the three pointer sisters Smokey Robinson uh, Bob Geldof like you mentioned Huey Lewis and all of the members of the news uh, were there (laughs) Dan Aykroyd Dan Aykroyd was uh, in the ensemble uh, there you go, Bette Midler, amongst others. That's kind of the wow. big name. So I'm wow. thoroughly point disappointed to... in myself. You should be. Um, yeah. Points, Ian. Ian, would you like goals or league? Uh, goals. Goals. Well, then, I hope you learned after last week, because last <laughs> week I asked you, can you name all the goal scorers from this weekend? And there were 19 different goal scorers this week. In this game week, game week of 16, how many of those 19 can you name? Uh, I will go I will go with six to start with. Six um, to start with. 11. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That's that my boy. Ballsy. I like it. Uh, Come back strong. Know that he's going to start right in. His arthritis will kick in. <laughs> he won't be able to keep going. <laughs> and he'll just fall asleep for a bit and give up. See, you know why I did okay last week is because my fancy football team did okay last week. I did not do okay this week. No, you did all right. I just did better. <laughs> uh, oh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, no, go with 11. Ah, fuck. I don't know 11. I don't <laughs> watch these games. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Stop calling me. <laughs> Oscar, oh. you're going to throw this away this week. Ian's <laughs> going to go back to his classic formula of not having to answer one. Yeah, that is correct. Away. I'm absolutely going to lose this after about okay, two seconds. Okay, so uh, after Ian went six, you went 11. So um, can you name 11? <laughs> I'm going to get to like five. <laughs> 11 of the 19 goal scorers. Uh, Jorginho. Ding, one. Rafinha? Ding, Two. Right, he's done one <laughs> Chelsea one and he got stuck. This yeah. might be... Ian, get your finger ready. Uh, yeah. Sterling, Raheem Sterling. Ding, three. Uh, who scored the Liverpool goal? Mo Salah. Ding, four. Connor Gallagher. Ding, five. Her- I almost just said Hingman Son, which Spurs didn't even play, so that's where I'm at. Um... <laughs> Fuck it. Ronaldo, probably. Ding, six. <laughs> I mean, there's no way I'm getting to 11. I'm going to run out. I'm going to just get it wrong very soon. Uh, who else are teams who do goals? <laughs> Lester. Uh, James Madison. Ding, seven. Oh, you might get Four there. more. Jamie Vardy. Boom. There it is. Okay. Oh, it was unlikely. Play the music, Ian. Appropriate that we play the Steptoe music for the man that looks like Steptoe. 
Vardy, not Ian. Uh, Vardy didn't play. Vardy did not play. Yeah. Ah, okay, um, I didn't need him. No, so Ian pulls two ahead, seven five. Um, Mason Mount, you missed Mason. Oh yeah, Mount. that was a beautiful goal. Yeah. Yeah, it was a beautiful goal from a beautiful so man. Good, man. Um, Arsenal's three goals. You could have had Lacazette, Gabriel, Odegaard. Yeah. Uh, you missed Mount and Gelhart. How could you miss Gelhart uh, oh, from yeah. Leeds, Oscar? Bloody okay. hell. Um, Leicester, Tielemans Square and Patson Dacca scored. And Dacca, in Crystal course. Palace's game, James Tompkins scored. And obviously, Solomon Rondon scored his first goal for Everton against <laughs> Palace because that's what happens. Um, yeah. Okay, so... Point to Ian in the quiz. And, um, yeah, well, I don't know how to handle fixtures. We're recording on the Monday. Um, you know, there's 10 fixtures, apparently. Probably going to be eight fixtures now. I'll try and get this out before before Tuesday night's fixtures. But my and what feeling... about the podcast? Hey. Hey. My feeling is that Man Penis. United will get called off because of exactly what you said, Chuck. They haven't even travelled, so mm. I just can't see that happening. I can't really see how Tottenham's game can happen as well, being as there were so many positive cases. It's still very, it's still so close. Like if you think is yeah. like a ten-day isolation, unless you, well, unless they tested negative. Yeah, and, it's not uh, and they've apparently been they've apparently been back in training, albeit not contact training, but. So maybe there's a chance, but it does feel like crazy times at the minute, doesn't it? So, yeah, I'll try and get this out before some games that may or may not happen on Tuesday mm. night, but we'll see. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all the games are available on TV over here as well. If you have BT Sport, I mean, yeah. if you live in America, that's nothing new to you. You just get to watch all the games anyway. Um, but there'll be some goal shows and bits like that that will be really good. And then we go into uh, then Saturday is another game week, game week 18, thick and fast. Um, let's just pick out a couple of highlights from them. I mean, Palace have got a beautiful double of Southampton and Watford. Uh, <laughs> so fully expect us to get zero points out of those two. Um, <laughs> Chelsea <laughs> Chelsea have Everton and Wolves. Uh, we got a bit of a, a temperature check there for you, Oscar. I know you say this every week, but I genuinely mean this one. Wolves, I mean, Everton are a bogey team and we're going to fucking lose to them. I mean, every they, fucking time. Every fucking time. I hate playing Everton. They really fucking suck uh, this year. I mean, on, yeah, Liverpool, I mean, they've got Newcastle and then they've got Spurs. Who knows if that game goes ahead? If the game against Spurs does go ahead, you've got Liverpool actually having played games and Spurs just kind of sitting around for a few weeks. So hmm. who knows what could happen there? Man City also. Oh, Newcastle have Liverpool then City. Oh. <laughs> oh. They're Man United oh. after that. I mean, I don't know if they're a big problem oh. anymore, but for Newcastle, it can't be good. Ooh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, good times. I can't wait to see them get relegated. And yeah, there's there's so many fixtures. Fucking hell. Um, oh, oh, did we uh, did we get a new producer? We did. I'm so glad you mentioned it, hey. Chuck. Yeah. Sam Bailey becomes a new producer. Sam oh, Damby. Van Dam, Sam B. Sam Van Dam, Sam Dam D. Van Dam, Randam. Whoa, Black Betty. Sam Balam. Whoa, Black Betty. Sam Balam. Sam Dam. You got a producer. Bam, bam, Then he bought a producer for Christmas. Vitamin C, Sam. Very important, especially since you're in Scandinavia. Um, 
I don't know what that means. Yeah, thank no. you very much, Sam, for joining us. You can join us. You can sponsor this uh, podcast, should you wish, and get all sorts of goodies and joys, uh, extra pods. Um, Ian and I will endeavour in some form to get some form of FPL uh, podcast out um, for you guys that are literally getting longer and longer as the weeks go on. So, I know. Uh, this week was about 45 minutes. It really was. We're, it's we're like me talking about a trailer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and we're coming into like a, a good time of year for films. Oscar mentioned before about Ghostbusters. Um, two days until Spider Man comes out, or three days if you're in America. Unlucky. Um, there's you know Hawkeye Marvel shows. There's the Book of Boba Fett. There's all kinds of good things. Yeah, that we we're are living about. in a good nerd time. I'm going to be doing more nerdy pods. Um, I'm. We are currently in the middle of rewatching all of the Spider Man movies, uh, in, in preparation for the coming one in a few days. So we just finished the Tobey Maguire trilogy. We are halfway through the Andrew, Andrew Garfield ones. Um, so I'm going to be doing a whole like mm-hmm. reassessing the Spider-Man movies and having seen all of them back to back soon. Yeah. Uh, and then Boba Fett starting up and everything. So Hawkeye's been good. I haven't gotten around to doing that review because we've been busy with the Spider-Man stuff. But Hawkeye's been good. If you like Marvel stuff, watch Hawkeye. Yeah, watch it all. Um, you can also enjoy... Uh, stretched out content like this when Ian decides not to press the end theme uh, yeah, and we just have is. to endlessly fill um, oh look at look at what he's done there he goes 150 got a lot of juices to thank chap come on I'm gonna I'm gonna get Ian Ian say bye first goodbye okay Oscar are you gonna say bye I will say bye okay gonna say you're gonna get me to thank the producers yeah Johnny Nate Whitman, Andy Pembrae, Mark Devon, Johnny Worthington, Jeff Penner, and Van Damme, Sam Danby. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Ah.